0: When I started fully owning all of me, like, okay, I want more in my relationship. I want more in my business. I'm going to take that leap. So I actually quit my side gig, my false illusion of safety, right in the middle of the pandemic. And that for me was like, you know what? Yes, this feels good and you want more. And it's okay to both be okay where you are and want
1: more. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Get Up Girl. I am here with Brittany. Ready? Barcelos. Barcelos. Oh, yes. Like, you are like the best person to say that. Hmm. It's my sexy way. What's and nice? she's a bodied leadership coach. She and I met at an event last year that feels like 42 years ago, right? Before COVID. Literally. And we're old soul friends. So we've had a couple interviews or maybe one since then. And where do you live now, Brittany? Where are you? I am coming to you live from my bedroom in Colorado. So oh, I'm in, in, in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Okay. So Los Angeles here. Okay, now Colorado is not as snowy anymore, is it, if you're listening to this in real time? Heck no, it is hot. I've got my jean skirt on with my tank. It is summer here. Yeah, and Brittany, you look like, if you could see the video, because we're also doing a live video and turning this into a podcast, you look like an angel. All your photos on Instagram always look so Mm. goddess-like, that's why I can describe it. And a very goddess-like energy. So tell us about being an embodied leadership coach. Like, what is that? And after the pandemic, I know that you and I and maybe all of us have like completely just shed so much stuff and we're starting over. So what is an embodied leadership coach? Yes. Oh, well, let's just say embodiment is a lot of shedding. So totally on theme today. And for me, embodied leadership is really, it's not just a coach or a service provider. It's who you are as a woman, as a mother, as a leader, as a human and embodying that so much that you then give permission to others to be the same. So it's a lot more of like you walk the walk, you talk the talk and you lead by embodying All parts of you and bringing it all to the table. Go deeper in that. When you say all parts of you, what do you? I know what I get from it, but what? What do you mean with that? So for me, when I first started understanding what embodiment meant, right? Because there's embodiment and then there's leadership. There are two different things here. But for me, embodiment is really literally owning and being with all parts of you. So having the capacity to allow the shit. That we don't want in our bodies and our minds and our spirits to come up to be there while holding space for that and leaning into something even greater for you. So it's having capacity to be with all of you. In other words, is it like receiving all of it? Like, is that that's what I get from it. What do you mean like seeing all parts of you? Yeah. So let's see. An example could be. If you are starting out in your business and you are really focused on your goals and hitting some milestones in your business, but yet all of these blocks come up, right? Your self worthiness issues, the trauma that may be stored in your body since you were younger, around that time you got bullied on the playground. So, all of these aspects of us that we try to block out or remove are actually like bleeding into these, these areas. Of our lives, our business. And so embodiment is really holding space for these parts. Like, oh, I feel scared because when I was younger, I spoke my truth and got made fun of. Okay, how can we hold that and still lean into speaking our truth right now in your business? Does that make sense? Totally. I totally get it. Like what I call it or what I say is like, I show up in the ugly and the pretty in all of it. Mm. For me, a trauma or a little trigger is the conditional love. So I it can only be this part. And I learned it this way, Brittany, and I wonder if this lightens for you too, but I learned that we'll divorce certain parts of ourselves in order to only be married to some part. So I'm like, I've divorced myself over there. I'm divorcing all these parts of myself so that I can... like. Put myself like this together so that I can be with another person, and that's not even who I am. Yep. And embodiment, like for me, is like being all of it, yes. showing all of it, and the other person receiving all of it and going like it doesn't always have to be pretty. Mm. And that's where I am right now. So that lights up for me the pretty part that uh-huh. stayed with me when I was a young girl. Like your job was to be pretty and quiet. Ooh, sit there, look cute. Be pretty when you walk in a room, like everything was around how pretty you are. And like watching these cartoons and things of that nature, how the crazy little record just goes around and around and around. And if you're pretty enough, you'll be accepted. Yeah. Right? Like J Lo. Just cheated on J Lo. She's beautiful. So I don't think so. Right. Oh, exactly. And how much of us grew up with these same fairy tales and, and even what you've heard to be quiet, like what does that do to then when you do have an unpleasant feeling or an opinion and you stuff that away, then the relationships that you're in aren't even knowing the real you. I hmm. was oh, yeah. yeah. Brittany having this conversation okay. with my boyfriend and really feeling, I'm going to say safe, to be all of me, to wow. embody all of me, because i I'd never really felt that way. I had divorced so many parts of myself or cut off so many parts of myself so that I could have that other person like me or love me yeah. or, because I had to be like uh, it had to always look in a pretty package, because if not, then. You're crazy. How many times have I heard, oh, you're so crazy? Girls are crazy. That crazy chick, that crazy chick, and that story playing over and over again. And that was like the worst thing you can call me. Crazy was like worse than being called a bitch to me. Wow, that, that, that was your trigger word, huh? It was crazy. Like, I'm not crazy, right? I'm normal. normal. <laughs> but talking to him and really like exploring that part and going, okay uh noticing when I'm triggered and I want to be silenced or I want to silence myself or or uh, just be, uh, that's the best way I could say it. Just silence myself because I'm afraid to embody all of me yeah. because of things that have happened in the past. So what I really appreciate is when another person is able to like hold space for all of it, like it's ugly. And that yeah. is such a safe feeling. No. So that's like embodiment to me. And I'm like, did I choose that? I, was I creating this, these people that I was pulling into my life that could not receive all of me. And now I'm like, Oh, I'm really choosing, like really making that choice, Brittany, of choosing those people that could hold space for all of it. You're like, oh. hey, this, Right. Yes. I mean, and what I'm hearing you say is safety. Like when you feel safe, to be all of you, then it, then you really heal and get to, and, you know, I mean, we could like literally eh, right to this whole conversation because this is really ingrained in all of us. So we have a need for connection as babies. We will not survive without it. And so literally we go along our lives, denying our self-expression in order to gain connection and really what that's doing is then we're just never allowed or feeling like we can be self-expressed. And then we attract the relationships that can't hold us or meet us there. So hearing you say you're in this safe, juicy place, I think shows like the work you've done. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have to like stop and go, good job, Joanna. That was a lot of mm-hmm. years, girl. Oh, yeah. yeah, you chose that, you created that. Yes, and mm-hmm. the journey getting there, was so juicy, like so expansive of all the things that I learned. Yes. Well, with the pandemic coming out of it and releasing some of your, you know, you said you had a side gig and think like, I'm in the same place, Brittany. And I wonder if anybody else listening has shed so many things, parts, um, Mm. added new parts and discovered. So where are you now? Because I know this is pretty juicy of where you are now. Yeah. I mean... We can totally go back to when the pandemic started. But right now, the biggest layer that I, you know, with healing, we always think, Oh, that's gone. I healed yeah. that. What is another weed? Right. You're like, wait. <laughs> but the layer that's just always gonna be one of my layers that's here present, literally as of this week, is the old part of me that internalized other people's shit and made it like about me it's my fault it must mean i'm not good enough i'm not worthy enough and that's that's showing up in my relationship in in a whole different way we're engaged we we work through our shit like no other and i still am finding myself wanting to close up instead of speak my truth and be witnessed in the ugly and then (laughs) in my business the same thing. I'm in this huge expansion, like huge next level investments, um, business, financial success, and that same layer. Are you enough? Is this enough? Work harder to get results. Internalizing everything is, is still present. So it's a constant. I think since the pandemic hit really, when I started fully owning all of me, like, okay, I want more in my relationship. I want more in my business. I'm going to take that leap. So I actually quit my side gig, my false illusion of safety right in the middle of the pandemic. And that for me was like, you know what? Yes, this feels good and you want more and it's okay to both be okay where you are and want more. Is that where you're at? Is that where you were? What's up over there? Yes. I was taught, and how many others of us were taught, be grateful for what you have. Oh, oh my gosh. And you're going, I'm so grateful, and I want more. Yes. I'm here to be abundant and more and more Mm. kids when it's Christmas
1: what do you want from Santa Claus I want this and 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 we're like oh that's so cute but what's the age when you're like oh no be grateful
0: for what you have it's cute when you're four but it's not cute when you're 44 or whatever (laughs) and I'm going I call BS I want more from Santa Claus want more and I want more I love what I have I'm so incredibly grateful and what else yes and what else Absolutely. And it's like, I've been calling BS on a lot of things. Like, Mm -hmm. I bought that. I bought that and I, I don't, I don't believe it anymore. I don't buy it anymore. Return that just like I returned to Amazon. Return it. I bought that. Doesn't, I bought it 20 years ago. Uh, I no longer need it. I'm going to take it back. Uh And that's where I am right now. Really, really being all of me, like all of it. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Because these oh. triggers are like bigger. Oh, yeah. They're, they're tiny, but they're bigger. Does that make any sense? Where before I would silence them? Yes. Even though they were bigger, they were smaller. Now they're like baby triggers, but yes. they come out into, I'm going to call them tantrums and have big really? tantrums. It's like, oh, I feel so much better. Just that little thing that bugged me because you said that one thing. And I just, as long as I, what works for me, Brittany, is communicating mm-hmm. when it comes up. Yes, Ooh, this is a trigger for me. Just give me a moment. I, this is so bothering me, and being able to communicate that kind of went off on a tangent a little bit. But that's no. what I love Well, and for you, it sounds like too us as women, whoever's who, who's listening and watching, yeah. if we deny our desires for so long, and we're told like it's enough, you should have enough, you should be grateful enough. It's it's like all this built up. Res- Honestly, what came out for me was like resentment towards myself. And I think that's where the blow up. It's like, we're finally, the more we step into our expansion and our desires, this higher self is like, wait a minute. No, you know, and it's just this built up, I think, repressment for years for women. And well, I mean, not just women, but humans, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think, Brittany, and I wonder in your point of view that I have so many friends around their 30s-ish and you kind of go through that like, is this it kind of question? Uh Is there more? Do you think that many, I wonder, that many years of the resentment building and building and then the pressure Mm -hmm. and we're just like, ah! And then you'll have some like big thing happen. Maybe you choose divorce or maybe you choose a new partner or a new career. And I've noticed that it's like, I wonder what it would take so that we don't have to wait 30 something years anymore for this to happen. Oh, oh my gosh. That's such a good question. And I'll even walk back to like when I chose to leave my side gig and really go all in, um, for me, what that felt like and looked like was honestly not being afraid to own what I really wanted out of life without worrying about what would happen out here. So for me, and I think in our twenties, like as we're figuring out ourselves, the biggest fear was disappointing others. If I quit this job, who am I going to disappoint? If I ask for more in my relationship, is he going to walk away or is he not going to meet me? Here's another one. Am I not going to get met and then be left with even more shame and disappointment? Or if I take this jump and go all in on my business, am I going to fail and then be left with nothing? So I think what it really takes for, and I hope that, God dang, I hope the next generation of girls can understand this in high school. And it really, I think, stems down to not being afraid to own our desires, but deeper than that, not being afraid of the abandonment, the rejection, or the failure that may come with it. Hmm. Do you think that it's more important for me? It was to have someone instead of being abandoned. Mm. You mean like in in all phases or all phases and it in all aspects? Like I see it for myself. It could be in a partner. It could be in friendships. It could be in employees. I just want someone. Mm-hmm. Instead of having the abandonment. And I like that you used abandonment. I think it's more abandonment for me rather than rejection or other things. I feel Mm. like I was left abandoned. So I'll hold on to something so that I'm not abandoned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. So many of us. And I hear I hear your strength in your little story here. Like there's gotta be a plot in in your life, you know, and you realize this. (laughs) But I really do think then the work is always coming back to self. And I think it's actually, my mentor said, it is our human condition. It's one of our biggest fears, being alone. And we are so wired for connection and love that, yeah, oftentimes we will choose that and take scraps. But at what point are you willing to choose that over your self-expression? So I think the shift... Happens when you are so clear on your self-expression and wanting to be self There's nothing like it. You know, when you feel self-expressed and you're not holding back parts of you and you are embodied, there is nothing like it. Yeah. And that's when the real connections come. So a lot of times when we are settling because we don't want to be alone, then the connections that we have or attracting in really aren't as juicy and fruitful and fulfilling.
2: Yes, touche. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Woo! That was good. Uh, Your fiancé, how long have you been together? We have been together a little over five years. We got engaged in October, and I am currently totally um, put, like, what is it called? Procrastinating on finding our venue and all that stuff. So (laughs) that's where we're at. (laughs) She, and i wonder and i'm so curious about this finding a partner later in your development as a woman so to speak mm-hmm. is the best terms i could say and i heard jennifer lopez say this you know she's like it's so much different and she's had so many partners right but yeah. she's like it's it's very different finding a partner later in life when you're she's like you're a woman like you're finding like oh i'm finally getting my stride as a woman and yeah. i discovered that brittany you know, I've, I've dated many men throughout my years and I'm like searching for the quote unquote one or the juicy one. I'm like, I know there's something, I know there's something, I know there's, I know he's out there. And I've discovered Brittany that by, uh, meeting him later in my womanhood journey, it's like, it's so much more juicier because I'm juicier. I've marinated longer. So that's why I was wondering, you know, how long you've been together and and really taking that time to step into your own. What have you discovered with that? Well, one, I love hearing your side because my story is so different. And I often wonder like, what would it be like today if I walked out oh. on that street single, you know, like, yeah. Well, I, I'd probably not be on Tinder. I'd just be <laughs> on the street like this, like who's ready for all of us, your goddess. Yes, yes. But even, but even back then it was like, who, like, who's going to choose me? What do I have to do to get chosen? And so I love hearing that you have marinated and then stepped out because for me, quite the opposite, actually, our path, our path was so messy and so insecurely attached that it actually brought me to my womanhood more. So mm-hmm. I think it can be both ways. It can okay. the right partner. So there, um, we, there was infidelity early on in our relationship. And mm-hmm. underneath that, I had so much unworthiness. And now I look back and I'm really like, wow, it had nothing to do with me. But back then it had everything to do with me. Um, and so we spent a lot of years in this very insecure, unsafe, unseen place. And what that had me do is get into a intimacy program, learn about my needs that I have needs that I'm not okay with certain things. And these are the things I need to feel safe in my relationship. And it actually called me forth to into my womanhood, which then brought him up into his manhood not from a place of disempowered you know what we a lot of us do you have to do this you better propose it was like wait a minute i'm gonna lean back i'm gonna really stand in my worth and then from that place we both have transformed (sighs) yes like this like the pole whoever can't see us it's like the pillars yeah. You grow side by side together. It's not like you're you're weaning into each other's shit. And that's what we had to do. And ain't pretty took therapy. He took the same program I did. Um, and now looking back, part of my resentment and like anger is like, I cannot believe I allowed that. I cannot believe I didn't speak up. I can't believe like now I see that it was all about intimacy and I didn't even know back then because I thought it was me. So, um, I would say where you're at comes with a lot less baggage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it can be both ways.
2: <laughs> wow. Ooh,
0: that yes. was really good. Brittany for intimacy. What does that look like for you? What mm-hmm. does that feel like? Like, who do you be? are you being when you're intimate? And even, you know, with your girlfriends and family members like that, that intimacy feeling, because I think a lot of times we just think automatically sexual. Yes. Right? But at least for me, I'm really learning in this new journey of my life. What is intimacy? And that's been my new question with my girlfriends, with my family, because I always thought, Brittany, that I can only be only be intimate with men and not even sexual. I mean, intimate like. Um, conversations and things of that nature. It was difficult or it is difficult for me to be intimate with another person besides my partner. So what does that look like to you? Yeah, that's that's really interesting that you say that because I feel like for me and maybe other women can relate to this, intimacy has always felt easier for me with women in terms of, like when I think of intimacy with with my friends and my clients or my loved ones, to me, it's it's like present centered connection. So as we are speaking right now, like you're not trying to talk over me. I'm not trying to talk over to you. We are seeing and being seen. And I think that's the lubrication to deeper intimacy is just being able to witness someone in their own experience to hold them there and then to reciprocate. Simply put, if I were to like dumb that down and that has always been easier for me with women than men. I can actually feel that from you from right away when we started, you know, I've always, I could feel that from you. The moment I Mm -hmm. met you, that you um, can make me feel as a woman, like just like so drawn in and so Mm -hmm. comfortable and that is more difficult for myself. And with men, I'm like, it's just so easy for me. And I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, what is that? What yeah. is the disconnect for me? And what came up, Brittany, is that it's easier for me to be intimate with a conversation or being present when I can, when I'm physically touching someone or hugging them or kissing them. And I don't normally don't do that with my girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like I'm hugging them or whatever. maybe. But I'm like, what would it be to hold my girlfriend's hands or hang out and just hug? You know, so I've been in that curious space. Like, what does that look like? And what can I create there? That there's this disconnect that it can only happen when we're physically touching. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, ooh, physical touch is very important to me. And I I only allow it in with with my partner, with men. So that's been very eye-opening for myself. And I wonder if anybody out there, listening as well because, and then I'm like wondering Brittany, what was that? And with my mom, it was hard for me to like hug my mom and stuff. It was just like, I always had this, it wasn't her. It was me. Like it was, I wanted her to hug me, but I would push her away. So she'd be like, okay, fine. But deep down, I wanted her to go just hug me anyway. Cause I was pushing her away as a teenager. Okay. Ooh, that's the root. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's the juice. Send me the bill, Brittany. That was a good one. That was a good one. I, my drop Never that one. Right. Yes, I mean it. Even with your mom, for you, it's like your if that's your love language and that's what you're desiring. That's also if you're younger or even now, what we push away. So that what mm. is what we desire the most. We also <laughs> we push away. What is that, Brittany? Is it because like we're testing somebody? I, I don't know I test. Me. I'll speak from my experience. When I push away what I want most, it's because I don't feel worthy of it or I'm afraid that I'll get hurt and it'll go away. So it's better to just keep it at a distance. I mean, I even felt this the other day, me and my partner had great intimacy and we've been like actually scheduling this in, which is like vulnerable enough. But afterwards I felt myself kind of repelling and I was, and it was like, oh, we're 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 so close. Uh-oh, are we too close? Let's just keep you out here. So I think it's just being aware that that's it's just fear. Maybe. What do you think it is for you? For me, hon, it's I'm testing you. If you really oh, love me, oh. you'll do it regardless of what I say. It's a whole game. Ooh, -hmm. (laughs) it's it's the whole. I'm fine, but I'm like, but I'm not fine. Come get me. Leave me alone. But I'm. What I really mean is, no. Come hug me. It's yeah. So it's like, will you show up for me? Like, are you going to still be there even when I pretend I don't need you? Mm. Amen. That's exactly what it is. Mm. Yeah. And then when they listen to me and do exactly what I say, I'm like, oh, they really don't love me because if they really love me, they'll do it anyway oh <laughs> like what a cycle right and again in te- deeper than a test is probably the same thing it's like am I worthy of this will it go away like whether yeah. yeah, there's ugh, it's a messy game this intimacy world and intimacy really is like the most fulfilled so when you really can feel that with someone even if it's with your friends or in your business like life really is a lot juicier. We just have been taught to, I think, like, I think intimacy is one of the the most challenging things to obtain consistently. Yes. For you, Brittany, what about embodiment and sex? What does that journey look like for you? Oh my gosh. Well, sex is a, is a, is a t- not a touchy, but it's always been a touchy topic to talk about in my relationship with myself and I think embodiment when it comes to sex for me has been actually finding it through other forms like movement. oh, I know you love some movement, so okay. embodied movement, which is something mm-hmm. I now um facilitate for other women literally is my way to connect to my sexuality and my body and like literally like feel the parts of myself and, and look at myself as a woman. And that to me is my sexuality. And then when I do that, I then can bring it in to sex, but I don't know. I think sex. everyone has maybe different opinions for me and my partner. Um, we're working on being more open to exploring it more intimately. So I think sex without intimacy to me isn't enough um, anymore. And so I think the deeper the intimacy, the more safe you feel, the more wild and free and embodied you can be in the bedroom and on the dance floor.
2: I really love how you said that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The more that I'm um, falling deep in, deeper in love with my body and myself and creating a best friend relationship with my body for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. That's been my question, Brittany, like, how can I be best friends with my body? Mm-hmm. So I've been really curious. How can I be best friends? What does that look like? Cause I've been frenemies and enemies. I've been both. I remember, I remember your story. Oh, that's right. Yes. That I'm just so disconnected from her. Mm-hmm. And so every day it's like a new a new discovery of what what does the best friend look like? And so where I've been lately being very aware and very, not even knowing that I'm doing it, Brittany, when I get out of the shower, the mirrors right there, Mm -hmm. I automatically turn away from the mirror. It's very interesting. And I don't even realize I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I, what I never, would I not look at my best friend Would I look away from her, right? Or be embarrassed of her or not want to see her. And so that's where I am without the judgment of that I'm not looking, but being aware. Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I just put my towel on and didn't look at myself as if the mirror was another person, as if I was shooting a body from another person. I'm like, whoa. So there is a disconnect there that I've been you know, curious about and the embodiment mm-hmm. there. So wow. I wonder if anybody else listening, like what comes up for you. Yeah. And, but the interesting thing is not the judgment. Yes. So I want to not judging my body, but judging how I'm judging my body. Do you oh. oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's okay. Joanna. Okay. Awareness. That's mm-hmm. interesting. What is that? Yeah. But before I would have judged my judgment. Yeah. And beat myself up for not looking in the mirror. Wow. And that's that judgment stack that really keeps you again. More disconnected from the body. And it, it's really like holding space for who, that part of you that just is not familiar with that piece or maybe did shun that part of you away. Mm-hmm. It makes sense given your history. You know, there's so much validation when you become best friends. Like when I hear you say that, I'm like, how would I do that? And I think it's the validation piece like, oh, okay. It makes sense. You don't know, like, that this is hard for you. Like, what would feel good? What do you need right now? You want to hold hands while we look in the mirror? <laughs> yes, I love that. Yes, exactly. And you know, I share this with some friends, and like, I know I sound a little wacko, and I love that I sound wacko. I love it. Exactly. But I actually, I all the time talk to my body now as if wow. he's my best friend. So, what would you like to eat today? What do you want to do? Wow. Do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to? Rather, than I would just override her. With my mind, yeah, my mind knows better. And I'm like, what would you like to do today? And sometimes she wants to chill, and sometimes she wants to run and walk and dance, and sometimes she wants to eat this, and sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she's thirsty, you know. And I feel like a, a young kid. Remember that that game or that song, head, shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> knees and toes. Like right, they're talking to their body, learn like, oh, their yeah. body. And it's they're they're so it. It. yeah, they're touching it, that, 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 and Hokey Pokey. Oh yeah. I'm like, coming back to that play energy mm-hmm. of like, how can I play with my body? And that's what kids do. Kids go like, hi feet. Hi hair. Oh, look at my hair, you know, and it's like other mm-hmm. people's bodies. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Right. So Ooh. I'm like, oh, what if I played with my body as if I was discovering it all over again? Wow. How has that been going? R- really fun. It's, wow. it's a, every day, it's like a little more millimeter. Yes. Oh, that's new. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, that's different. And like I said, right now it's the mirror thing. Okay. What's next? Ooh. How long have I been doing that? Wow. So not looking at my best friend. Wow. Um, but it, it's a discovery for me. I see it and a fun unlayering. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's, Ooh. oh, where's that? Co- what is that? That's what it's been for me. And I see it transfer into the bedroom. Right and being able to speak what I would like without the Mm -hmm. the pokey energy. I look back in my twenties; it was very pokey energy. Very, you're not doing this, or you you know, and having uh, forgiving myself for gosh, like beating these guys down. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. We're not saying anything, you know.
2: Uh, Yeah. So that's so
0: so then. That was like my thought too. So you like actually befriending your body and becoming best friends and cultivating this relationship is actually transmuting into your, your physical intimacy with Mm -hmm. your partner. Yes. And with all, you know, all conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think honestly, like this is the most important piece of the whole conversation today Is that is embodiment. So you mentioned like before you'd come at it in your mind and you'd be like, well, nope. I feel like I'm going to do this today because I have this goal that I have to meet and blah, 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 blah. And what we're doing is we're denying our body and our truth and our wisdom. We're not listening. And the longer we do that, the more we're telling ourselves, I don't trust you. Like you're not right. I'm not listening. And that's when the body gets louder and it can can transmute in, I don't know, illness, all the things. So the fact that you're even like listening to your body and coming at it with this playful like self-discovery, and I know it's probably not easy every day, but that is embodiment to listen because when you actually live from the body, have you experienced this? Like You are so much more powerful, productive, sexy, magnetic, like... Mm, tell me like come to me this is like living in the body versus the mind brittany it's like you're plugged in yeah and all of a sudden your light shines brighter yes, yes. you're like yeah. oh i can make a decision like that girl yes and the awareness the amount of awareness that my body is like a little Ooh. light signal that knows stuff Ooh. like i don't even need gps my body right. will take me there she will she's smart like, oh, yeah. I know I know everything if I walk into a room, I will tell you which person to stay away from and which person like whatever hey. <laughs> she's smart she's on the block <laughs> yes, yes. She's from the block yes, yeah. you know, like a big sensory yeah i, I She's, she's really, really amazing. And my boyfriend will be like, how did you know that? I'm like, cause I just know stuff. My body, Mm -hmm. she's badass. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. She's she's my best friend over here. She's on my back. She knows what's up. And Mm -hmm. she 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 will let me know. Yeah. Or, you know, like you were talking about illnesses. She will let me know if something, hey, or whatever, you're thirsty, you're this, eat this, Mm -hmm. don't do that, whatever it may be. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, what is that? Okay. I'm listening. Like, for example, this is just a little side example. Let's say I get a headache. Mm-hmm. Now in the past I would have solved it with my mind and right away mm-hmm. go for Advil. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, Ooh, body, what is that? What do you require? What What do you need? And I could get a gazillion things, Brittany. One time it'll be like, I need water. Another time is like just take a nap and no joke. The headache goes away. Oh my goodness. gosh. <laughs> I know. It's really freaking cool. But before I overrode her. Oh, yeah. She's just communicating something to me. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. And I, I have a feeling, Brittany, that we're moving more into that. I can see it. Like that's the way indigenous people lived for thousands of years. They, Their body was like. And then we disconnected, I think, in the you know, like the science revolution of the 1900s when everything became very, yeah, technology. And we just went away from our bodies and like what we know. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. almost like we're, we're not even evolving to it. We're like coming back home. We're remembering. There you go. We're tuning back in. And I think what's beautiful, especially in this successful pushing day and age where we are ambitious women and want success we are seeing that you can be more successful, more powerful, more abundant, more wealthy when you are tapped in. It's like a whole different type of power and literally full circle, that's embodiment and leadership together. Like if you live and you lead your life and you lead your daughters and your sons and the mm. next generation with this connection, then like, I really do think there's going to be less. I mean, think about COVID. How like, I had three friends um from my hometown who overdosed through COVID. And all I could think was we were not they weren't taught to be with themselves. Okay. And I know I'm getting deeper now and we're probably coming to a close here, but I do think that this is the new way and people are realizing that how we've been living so disconnected actually isn't serving anyone and it's not fun it's it's like we are imprisoned in our brains when really our bodies know the way it's just scary to listen right sometimes
2: that's it Brittany
0: our Our bodies know yeah I do want to end on this because I am going to do a podcast about this how many times we say I don't know Mm. and I don't think we're aware it's such a default. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like, if you really listen to yourself, you're like, whoa, I just said it 20 times in one day, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's like, you know, pretty, we do know. We know. Mm-hmm. And we soon, we remove our power. Yes. yes. And we say, I don't know. We mm-hmm. do know. It might feel like we don't know, but it's because we conditioned ourselves to think that we don't know. And we do know. Mm-hmm. We know. Wow. For example, that headache. I know, yep. but it's, it's building that relationship and the, the muscle to know. Mm. I just needed some water.
2: That's it. Just required this and asking.
0: And it's, it's I, such a, I empower feeling because yeah. before Brittany it would feel like I'm powerful. And for me, powerful feels like I'm above. Ah, uh, like yeah. I'm empowering you. I am overpowering you, so to speak. So I think the word power has been discombobulated throughout the times. Wow. And I'm like, I am power. Yes, I I'm, I'm not. You are empowered. empowered.
2: Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. You are it's living in your empowerment by taking back your power and owning your truth. And and I'm feeling like what you're saying it really comes down to trust. Do I trust that I know? Do I trust that I have my back? And really to cultivate that is by starting to listen, even if it's the smallest thing, like you just said, huh, I have a headache. I wonder what that is. Can you tell me? Yeah. Becoming best friends. I mean, that's a whole episode right there. I will tune in. Yeah. Brittany, right. If your best friend had a headache, would you just like Throw an Advil down her throat. You'd be like, oh, do you need anything, hun? Would you like an Advil? Or whatever it may be, but I'm not going to throw an Advil down her throat. And she's like, you didn't even ask me. Yeah. What would you do with your best friend? Oh, what do you need, hun? Do you need anything? Want me to do anything for you? What is that? That's how I would talk to my best friend. Yeah. yeah. And leaving the space to listen, like I feel like you ask the question, even with yourself or your best friends, and then the answer reveals itself in time. So what do we do in the in-between moments is really the important piece of knowing versus not knowing. I love it. Brittany, that's brilliant. brilliant. Yep. What do we do in the in-between? Because it's the in-between that I've noticed with clients. They're like, I know, but what do I do until then? Yeah. Make a choice. Do something. They want to skip and not feel the discomfort, the confusion, the lack of. So therefore, we just create more of it. Instead of sitting with, listening, and then choosing empowerment and trust.
2: That's so good.
0: Yeah. Brittany, where can everybody find you in your goddess Instagram page? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm i going to go do a photo shoot to get this goddess up. Um, so I'm going to put it in the show notes, but you can find me at my first and last name, Brittany.Barcellos on Instagram. Um, let's just start there. Yeah. Okay. i have conversation. I've got a, actually, I had no idea we were going to talk about the stuff that we were today, but this magnetic series I'm doing, it's a four week, super um, affordable. I'm only making it 197 and it really is this. It's for the woman who wants to bust out of the forcing, the doing the hustle and then tap into her magnetism. And through that, like we're talked about today, really does take the self-trust, the self-love, the self-knowing, and then the empowerment that comes with that. So I'll I put that in the chat notes too. Yeah. Okay. We'll put that in. And I love the title, Magnetic. Magnetic. Period. Don't got to justify <laughs> Like, right? <laughs> no need to overthink it. You just feel it and be it and embody it.
2: It's brilliant.
0: Thank that you. title is brilliant. I just got like chills. Do it. Brilliant. Yeah. Right? I it. Like, that's, it. that's what we crave deep down. Like who wants to be out there forcing? If you can just stand in your own magnetism, so much comes to you and, and the right things. So I, that's what I want to help this whole planet with, particularly women, because it's time that we like embody the shit out of our own magnetics. <laughs> Oh, I got the chills. I hope everybody else is getting the chills. Follow Brittany on Instagram and follow all her goddessness and embodiment. I really, truly hope that, you know, maybe you received one or two or three things from this conversation. Screenshot this and tag us both on Instagram and let us know what you took away and love and adore you all. Thank you, Brittany, for today. So fun and when i'm in colorado i have friends in colorado so i got to make a trip come on up i'll be in la too so and you know for everyone the last thing i'll say is your desires expand as you do so always choose expansion and your desires will expand with you
2: that's good
0: i want that that is on my forehead right now so Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for having me. I always have so much fun with you. It's like a big party. We should Uh, have a dance party after this. Dance party. (laughs) Yeah. get the moves. (laughs) Love you all. See you next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.